Today, I want to talk about why your current strength training workouts are making your back pain worse. It's a very common situation that I see and have conversations with people who have chronic back pain. So if you're sitting here and you're listening and you're just so frustrated with going to the gym because you're told that oh, I got to build strength or I need to be exercising more and my back won't hurt as bad, but you find yourself in more pain or the workouts that you're doing aren't really helping with the symptoms that you are experiencing. In episode six of the Fitness for Back Pain podcast, we'll be talking about four things, I think I have four things that you'll be able to literally take action on right away. I love that kind of information, just something that isn't just theory, but it's like, okay, like, wow, I, I can actually change that like right now i have the power to change that so in today's episode we're going to cover that and make it super simple for you all right so let's jump in the first point that i want to make is when it comes to your workouts right and trying to make your workouts work for you and not against you is a lot of times people have an issue with looking at exercise from a exercise perspective and not from a pain perspective. This is something that I, I probably say to every single one of my students really before I start introducing what workouts they should be doing in their unique process out of pain. Now, the average person who's just kind of going at it alone uh, doesn't know what they're doing in a sense of like, I don't know if it's good for me or bad for me that I'm doing this. I'm just gonna do it and see how my body responds, right? Typically, they look at exercise from a, okay, well, I mean, I used to be able to do this, or I, hey, I see people doing this in the gym, or an Instagram influencer who said he had a herniated disc and he healed himself, or who had back surgery, or who had a fusion, um, and he did these exercises to help his core, or his legs, or his whatever, or her, um, so that you just kind of mirror that, you mimic that. And the problem is, is we're not looking, you're not taking these exercises that you're doing and looking at them from a pain perspective. When you do something from a pain perspective, you're listening to your body, but not just that, you have been going down a process of what I call desensitizing your pain system and applying exercise at the right time in that process, right? And you're probably like, well, show me how to do that. And that's the problem is you, it's hard to do that without an individual in front of me, right? Everyone has their own unique pain story, their pain symptoms, their own trajectory of what they should be following to get lasting relief. And I really have to have someone in front of me to kind of give you that detail. But for you, if you're going in and you're using what you used to do, right? Maybe you're just kind of like, reducing some of the reps or maybe swapping out deadlifts with a barbell with deadlifts with a dumbbell and you're kind of approaching it that way i want to encourage you to kind of step away from that traditional way of looking at exercise let's just go in and and build strength as long as i get a good sweat in as long as i'm sore then you know it was a good workout and then maybe that will help my pain when we got to get away from that i feel sore I got a good workout, man, I feel exhausted. Gosh, that was a good workout. We have to get away from that thinking and look at how is this exercise moving me forward with my unique strategy out of pain? Is it the right level of exercise? Is it the right intensity of exercise? Is it the right exercise choice 
for where I am at in my unique pain process, okay? That's point number one. Really quick before we move on, I wanna give you a free guide. If you are in the gym and you're kind of downloading some of the things I'm talking about today and you're like, man, like, I, this is making sense. Like, how do I put this together? How do I make it kind of, you have something I can kind of look at and say, okay, these exercises in this way for this reason is what I need. I've created something for you, okay? It's totally free. Go to fitnessforbackpain.com forward slash pain-free training. What you're listening to right now and what you're going to get in that free guide are going to make complete sense and give you actionable steps that you can take with just not just the information you're getting today in this episode, but also something tangible you can walk away from and actually follow as a map. Fitnessforbackpain.com forward slash pain-free training. Let's jump back in. Point number two, actionable thing, warning. Take action on this literally right now, okay? So let's, whoa, let's look at, I almost knocked the camera over. So if you're watching on YouTube, you just literally saw, almost saw a disaster, okay? So we're gonna keep flowing with this. Point number two is let's look at how your workout is being structured. I have a very specific, unique way of structuring back-pained individuals' workouts. Uh, I'd still do it with myself because I think it's great. I feel great. I feel more in control. Um, I don't live with chronic back pain anymore, but one of the worst things that I did when I was in pain for all those years is just kind of keep going as business as normal, right? Like just do the same workouts, do the same exercises that I was doing in the same structure that I saw, maybe someone that I saw in the gym when I was in college or maybe my boss at the, at the time, how he was structuring his workouts. And this is when I was a in-person personal trainer. Um, you know, I, you kind of just adapt what you see and what you need to be doing. This is how you should be structuring your workout, okay? Number one, stop doing your big lifts First. So if you're an advanced exerciser, big lifts are like deadlifts, squats, um, maybe barbell bench pressing or like some kind of like heavy standing shoulder press or, or any kind of like big complex movement, right? That requires more than just like a bicep to do the exercise. Typically, they say, when I say they, the, the fitness industry, people who are not living with chronic back pain, they say, you know, save your energy for and your stamina for your big lift. Knock that out and then do everything else the rest of the day. When someone who is in chronic pain, I say don't do that. Do the exact opposite. Do all of your accessory work like bicep curls or, you know, you know, banded pull-aparts or maybe lateral raises or maybe lunges or whatever you're doing that is a less complex exercise. Do all of that first pre-fatigue yourself as in yeah you're going to be a little bit tired go through all of the exercises that you have chosen for your workout that you think is best for you and tack all of your big complex heavier type of exercises towards the end what this is going to do is it's going to get your body by the time you're doing those big lifts you're kind of already primed right you've been doing less quote-unquote threatening because back pain is both a mental and a physical mechanical thing Right, So you, you have to respect both. You can't just do the mechanical side. So if you do respect both, that it's a mental, psychological, and a mechanical, physical side or perspective, you have to look at both of these things, we have to create a safe environment for our brain. So if you go in and say, God, my back is killing me today, but I got to deadlift this 225 or 315 or 4, whatever you can do, right? I, 
I've got to bench press it or I've got to um, I've got to squat it. I got to throw that bar on my back. Got to get it done because today's leg day. Okay. Um, doesn't matter what your fitness level is. That's a common approach that people take is they go with the big lifts last. We want to prep the body, do some really good work, and I'll, I'll get to that point in here in a second. And then we're going to move up the ladder or down the ladder, however you want to look at it, and then saving our big stuff for last. Your body's going to be more prepped. It'll be happier. It'll be less achy and stiff, and you'll have a lot more blood flow going on to help support and protect and create stability around your low back. Okay, so big lifts last. Second thing on the order of exercise, this is still point number two, is do all of your core training first. If you're not doing any core training and you have like core training days, stop. If you do core training at the end of your workout towards the last 15 minutes of your of your training day and you're just on social media swiping as you do leg raises, stop, okay? Stop doing any kind of flexion, this is bonus, stop doing any kind of flexion-based core training, Russian twists, um, sit-ups, you know, whatever you do that involves a lot of flexion right now, especially if you're intolerant to things like that and your back hurts, stop doing that. Pick neutral spine, stability, endurance type of exercises and do two to three of them before you actually do any kind of exercising for the day. We'll just keep it simple, right? Get the blood flowing create stability because as you do more core exercises that fires the muscles in the area creating stiffness right is what we want do all of that first that kind of almost like creates a natural lifting belt if you use lifting belts it creates that stiffness that your body your low back needs especially if you have a lot of sensitivity to micro movements okay so point number two of point number two uh, is do move all your core training to the front. If you're not doing any core training, make sure you're doing it, add it. Do not do it on your off days. You can do it on your off days, but you wanna do it as well on the lifting days and do it first before anything else, okay? Last point to actual point number two, this is bonus point number three, um, is you always wanna follow up your workouts with a desensitizing strategy. And I'll keep this short. One of my favorite desensitizing strategies, there's a few of them. One of them is tummy time, okay? I've had kids, so I like to, the term tummy time. My, my, my children are way past tummy time seasons of life, but it works. And basically what you're doing is you're laying flat on your face. There is no lifting up. You're not scrolling on your phone and creating extension down your posterior chain. Um, while on your stomach, no, face down, turn to the side, completely relaxed, doing gentle breathing into that low back base of the ribs area. What this is doing is taking you from that sympathetic fight or flight, which is not a, a bad thing during a workout, but that high strung, high stress kind of environment of working out to the parasympathetic, to the chill, to the Woosah, relax, let's calm down, let's get our blood flow going, or let's get our heart rate down, let's, let's kind of get to more of a neutral place out of that fear cycle that we might have because of our pain or our back is hurting. Add some kind of desensitizing strategy to the end of your workout. Again, my favorite one is tummy time. There are a lot more, especially if you're in chronic back pain. Uh, there are some very strategic ones that all of my students do. There's like three or four of them that they are doing every single day throughout their day, but also towards the end of the workout. For you, at least add tummy time to the end of your day, deep or end of your workout, deep breathing, working through that for maybe let's say five to 10 minutes 
and you should be good. Great thing. Um, the second, I'm sorry, third point of this, so we're talking about why your workouts are causing you pain. The first one um, was looking at exercise from an exercise perspective and not a pain perspective, which is the wrong way of doing it. The second major point was the actual order or structure of your workout. Okay. Third one is your RPE is too high. And I'll keep this super brief. RPE is your rate of perceived exertion. It's basically saying how hard is your workout? How hard do you feel each rep or set that you're doing is? I suggest you keep your RPE, how hard it feels that each rep that you're doing around an eight, if not less than that, between six to eight. Now, Obviously, you know, the more time under tension, the more intense your workouts are, the more muscle fibers are firing, blah, 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 blah. I understand that. From a chronic pain perspective, we're trying to keep the stress and threat levels down, but still move and exercise to give the brain and body something to say, hey, like we're not fragile. We can actually do something. So keeping an RPE low is the optimal thing for someone who's in chronic back pain. Now, what does that mean by RPE? What's this six to eight thing? So let's just say number eight. Let's say RPE of eight. Think of a, a set, let's say it's 10 reps. If you're gonna do this one set of 10 reps at an RPE of eight, think of it around, think of as if you're trying to leave one to two reps in the tank, in your body, okay? So let's say your maximum effort you're like trying to get that 10th rep out and you're just shaking and squeezing and farting and all, <laughs> making all kinds of noises just to get that last rep out. That's a maximum. That's like a 10 out of 10 exertion. I want you at eight. So instead of squeezing out those last two, I want you to stop at where you feel like, hey, I could probably crank out two more decently you know, fit reps, but I'm going to choose to stop there because if I keep pushing myself, I'm going to start making compromises in my form, in my strategy, in my technique, in what muscles are being activated. I'm going to start using other ones because I can't get this up with my chest or my legs or whatever it is. RPE of eight, leaving one to two reps left in the tank. Do that with every single exercise. Final point, and we're stopping. This is probably the most important, okay? You ready for this? Your pain system just can't handle it. Your, your internal pain system cannot handle exercise or at least the, ec the level of exercise that you're doing right now. And this is the hardest thing for chronic back pain sufferers. This is literally why I was in pain for so long to come to terms with because what we're dealing with is not just a mechanical issue. Okay, it is not just because you need to have more of a neutral spine when you're sitting or when you're bending or whatever else, right? It's not just that pain, chronic back pain is both mental, psychological, emotional, as it is mechanical, physical, those things, okay? So your pain system, depending on how long you've been in chronic pain for, is tuned up, it's wired up, it's highly sensitive. So it doesn't matter whether you're sweeping, whether you're bending to pick up that towel you just dropped, right, in the bathroom, whether it is to grab your shoes out of your closet and put them on, put your socks on, roll over in bed, does not matter. 
your pain system, your protection system, your brain and your body working together to keep you safe is on high alert, which means you can have all the intentions in the world to protect yourself, keep yourself safe and say, hey, you know what? My doctor said to go work out. So I'm gonna go work out because it's good for me. You can have those intentions. But unfortunately, because of the years of pain, the lack of, of strategy to get out of pain, to break that pain cycle, you can go in, you can do neutral spine work. You can do some great core exercises. You can do a nice fast-paced walk before you work out, then do your core exercises, then save all of your big lifts, heavy, heavy lifts for the end of your workout. You can do all that and it still not work. And if that's the case, if you're like, okay, William, I did everything. I did all the things you, you, you told me about. Guess what? I'm still in pain. Yeah, it, it felt, I, felt, I feel better. It's less pain, but I'm still in pain. You, my friend, have a highly tuned up, highly sensitive internal pain alarm system. As in your brain and body are looking at everything you're doing, whether it be sitting, driving for long distances, standing too long, lifting heavier things that are heavier than 25 pounds, whatever your situation is, your brain dubs that stuff dangerous. Therefore, it'll send these signals and say, hey, you know what? We need to remember that we have a bad back. And this is going to ignite your sciatica. It's going to ignite that tension. It's going to trigger that flare up. And these are all things that are happening a lot, oftentimes subconsciously. This is, this is deep, okay? This is, this is what I talk about and teach and coach people through inside of my Accelerator Strength and Pain Relief Program. This is a one-on-one -on -one topic. This is not something that you can explain and make sense of easily through a YouTube video or through a podcast. You really have to dig into this and own it and really kind of absorb this information as it pertains to your unique situation, okay? But... If none of these things are working, you have to come to terms with you need help to lower and desensitize your pain system. That until you do that, you will always be on this cycle of pain. You can have all the best back pain relief strategies saved on your phone, all the shorts, all the Instagram reels, all the influencers in the world, even my content. You can have all that saved and be doing it and reviewing it. But if your internal pain alarm system is on high alert, it's highly sensitive, you're going to hit, eventually you're going to hit a plateau. And until you address the pain system, everything else will not matter. That is why most, that is why I'd probably say 95% of people who are stuck after doing all the things, that's why they're stuck. And that's where I come in and say, hey, look, we're going to dissect this, recreate an entire strategy around calming your central nervous system down so that you get relief. I just snapped my fingers for those who are listening. Um, that get relief fast, and then we can start introducing all the things that we talked about today. So that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to keep it under 20 minutes, um, doing my best here. I hope you enjoyed that. Those are the reasons why I think and why I know um, why your workout is causing you pain. So if you enjoyed this podcast, one of the things I'm trying to start incorporating are reviews. If you enjoyed this, if you've watched a podcast episode of mine in the past, um, or if this is your first one, you got some kind of value from it, leave a five-star review, leave a comment saying, hey, I really enjoyed this aspect of it. Talk more about this. 
encourage me so I can encourage you and I can help you and bring value and serve you the best way that I can. So I'd love a big thank you from you uh, through a five-star review and leaving a comment. Really appreciate that. So thanks for watching. Make sure you go to fitnessforbackpain.com forward slash pain-free training. That is a free guide that I created just for you if you're looking to use exercise, some of the concepts we talked about today. I go into more detail on specifics of what exercises you should pick for your unique workout that is safe for your back pain. Go to fitnessforbackpain.com forward slash pain-free training.